Ladies and gentlemen, from All Seasons Studio 306 in Midlothian, Virginia, it's The Undiluted Truth with Mike and Ben. Today's episode, You Do Not Have to Be Offended, with Dr. Barbara O'Neill. Remember to like, subscribe, and share. Our podcast email is theundilutedtruth.podcast at gmail.com. You know, you're going to have to get up pretty early to be on your best behavior. Oh, absolutely. And that's good. That's a good behavior to have, getting up early. Yeah. Cause and effect. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Undiluted Truth. My name is Ben. Let's welcome in our host, Mike. How are you doing this afternoon? I am doing absolutely wonderful. Awesome. And you know what? It's getting better. Oh, I was waiting for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, You were were waiting for that. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Excellent topic, uh, uh, title for the episode. And we are getting right back to it with uh, Barbara O'Neill at one of her retreats, talking in reference to the law of the mind and how that affects us in the very many various ways. She is awesome, and as most people uh, that are listening, and by the way, welcome to all of you rock tumblers and truth seekers all across the fruited globe. If you have joined us at any time before, speaking of Barbara O'Neill, I refer to her as my new hero. Uh, and I say new hero, but when I first... <laughs> when I first was introduced to her and started listening and really clearly understanding what she was speaking of and all of the gems that she shares with the human body and healing and diet uh, as far as what, you know, what we should be craving to make our body uh, uh, perform at the highest level. Right. It is that, and also be able to assist in the he, the cancer healing process, the yeah. whole nine yards. Yeah. It it was amazing, and still is amazing. I think she's an awesome teacher, and I think she is uh, is uh, here and and is doing what she's doing uh, by the instruction of God. So that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. And, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So, but anyway, wanted to, uh, for all of you newer listeners out there, just uh, wanted to give you an idea of where you can find us, where you find your podcast. Uh, look for us at redcircle.com. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podvine, Audible, Podbean, and more. So, or just Google the Undiluted Truth Podcast.com and you will find multiple episodes. As in, I think today is our, our just found this out. Did you know that, Ben? What? 194, is that right? Uh, 194 episodes? Uh, recorded. This, recorded. This one will be the, yeah. Yeah. This one will be that one, yes. So, uh, and this goes back, uh, what, uh, it's, Two and a half years? Or have we have we got the two year mark yet? We Not have, quite have. two and a half. Uh, right. I think We're, we started uh, June. 
yeah. roughly June of 2021. Sounds, I was thinking May, May, May. Or well, June. we we started getting together in May, but I think our first episode was somewhere in June, yeah. late June. Right. So, yeah. With, with all that being said, there is plenty of information out there, and uh, we're using this platform to inject you with the undiluted truth in a variety of areas. And primarily today, we are speaking of, there again, the mind and the physical health that we all carry. And I don't know anyone that wakes up in the morning and says, you know what, I think I'll do three or four things uh, today on purpose to make myself feel awful. Um, there might be some, no. but that is not normal. It, yeah. That is not normal. <laughs> that's, that's and true, that's and true. you don't need to go into the bookstore and find, you will not find any books with 10 steps to be depressed and feel bad because people know how to do that naturally. I, you will, fair enough, fair you will, enough. You will find self-help, how to be more positive, how to, you know, right, that, right. That, how to yeah. conquer anxiety or depression or, you know, to to be that way is, you know, we we can be pretty much, you, you watch television and you can be depressed. <laughs> this is true. Not, no, I'm not speaking of like maybe your favorite show or something, but you can right. just watch. Yeah. The you know, news, yes, uh, other, yeah. other pla- and and you'll come out of there <laughs> with uh, a desperate need of more duct tape to wrap around your head and being extremely uh, depressed. Right. Uh, so yes. Anyway, we do not have to. We have more to offer uh, today than that, and it is good to be here again on this platform, Ben. And uh, I think we're ready now. We're going to get right into this particular area of being offended and. Oh. Uh, Miss Barbara is right in the not right in the, right in the beginning of a story about her husband and uh, how they started this uh, sort of a um, uh, ministry together, and she's just finished telling the little group there how he was placing her in a in a in a a predominant uh, teaching position right. for, for this uh, for this ministry, and she's like, "Oh no, I can't do that." And yeah. and he just simply said, "Oh, you'll be fine." And he walks out of the room. You know, so yeah, right. yeah. so I think where we pick it up was just after that, <laughs> and maybe a little chuckle going on, but uh, uh, with the idea of how you can choose not to be offended, and there's right. so many ways that you can, you know, that my goodness, people are. People are people, and it's easy to be offended if we allow ourselves to. So are we ready over there? Ready. Okay. Ready, set, and here we go. I'm so glad that our first health retreat had one guest. (laughs) I could handle that. And I was so shy that Michael would start talking, because he is not shy. He would start talking, and then... I'd be next to him and he asked me a few questions and then once I got talking, he'd ease out of the room. And that's how it started. And that was uh, 22 years ago. <laughs> so that's how our retreat started. But my, my illustration was to show you that love is not a feeling. Love is a principle. Love is a choice. And this is where you love. See, when you fall in love, you fall in love with character. (laughs) And how many people fall in love with their feelings? Mm. So I say to a young man, if you fall in love with a beautiful girl, well, guess what? The hair's going to go grey and wrinkles will come. (laughs) 
And young ladies, if you fall in love with a tall, handsome, good-looking guy, well, guess what? He's going to get a bit of a tummy and the grey hair. <laughs> so when you fall in love, you fall in love with character. And if, and if fed by the love of God, it will get stronger and more beautiful with age. I think, just to, and I want to butt in real quick, because I think, just to keep it simple, for me, it's you need to love or fall in love or be attracted to someone from the inside out. Because it is, yes, it, yes. It, it is so easy to be like, oh, my goodness. You've heard the term drop-dead gorgeous. Right. You know, you can right. go, oh, my goodness. And, and your heart starts beating a little faster and you get all excited. And then after you're around this person for maybe some time, and it, and it could be somebody that you work with that you're just physically attracted to, and you get a little, ooh, a little, I think, uh, is this love? And then, right. you, then you realize after being around them for about a month, you're like, man, this this person is not very likable, you know? So right, I think that's yeah. what she's saying because you're looking at the intellect and, and, and you know, what well, she's saying, the character, everything that that's about. Right. From the character is not what you see. It's what, you, it's what you experience from the inside out. You can't look and go, wow, she's got good character before her mouth even opens, or he, it doesn't have necessarily have to be a her. Right. So yeah. I, I think that's kind of what she's trying to say. Not It's not a feeling. Naturally, for me, I'm thinking, if I like what's inside, that's going to give me a feeling. Right. And, and, you know what I'm saying? And without going down a rabbit hole uh, at this point, yeah. I mean, you and I had discussed some things off uh, podcast a little bit ago. Yeah, similar to And that. so if that's what she's saying, I, I'll agree with that. But, but I think I mentioned to you my... My thought is love without feeling is dead. So I'll just leave it at that for yeah, right yeah. now. And yes, there is a process of of working through and yeah. a choice to make to of yeah. of uh, don't know the right term to say, but the, yes, there is a choice involved in love. There and there's a principle of love, and there's that aspect. But yeah. Yeah, anyway. well, she she's probably more in tune to the mind, but but the reason, one of the reasons that I'm that I, I'm I'm pointing to the fact that she's talking about physical features right. and falling yes. in love with that or loving the you know as a emo, as emotional right. because she There's, points to the physical of he'll get a pudgy belly, right? They'll get wrinkles, they'll get gray hair. Those are all physical have nothing to do with feeling. So somewhat shallow love yes. is, is kind of where she, yeah. Absolutely. I, I got you. Yeah. Surface, surface love. Yes, yes. So <laughs> we're keeping it simple, ladies right, and right. gentlemen. So, okay, back to Barbara. Here we go. Amen. Your words affect your feeling. I see many couples that just destroy their marriage by the way they talk to each other. Mm. Proverbs Twelve eighteen. it says, There is that that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, Ooh. but the tongue of the wise is health. I, th- I think we've all felt the piercings of a sword. The, <laughs> the men that abused me on two different flights, well, they are the piercings of a sword. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I'm not used to such language because I'm usually amongst people like that. <laughs> oh, it's the piercings of a sword. Do you know who it's the piercings of a sword to? It's to them. Because he was a few seats away from him, he called me a very bad name. And I put my head round and I said, I beg your pardon. And he was immediately shamed. (laughs) Immediately shamed. 
And the guy next to him, remember my guardian angel who was a bit of a druggy drunk? He said, huh, how dare you? I'm gonna take my mask off in protest. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it amazing who God sends? (laughs) Your words affect your feelings, so be very careful on your words. They not only affect your feelings, but they affect the feelings of everyone who hears your words. And I thank God he's given us the opportunity to stop it. You will think it before you will say it. Mm -hmm. And how important that this be not compromised. How important you go to bed early, you're well hydrated, you're well slept, you're well nourished. So that and the most powerful is that you've surrendered that, you've given that to God. The fourth law states that your words reveal your feelings and you can't let them all out. Proverbs 29.11 states that the fool utters all his mind, but the wise man keeps it until afterwards. There are Mm -hmm. things that need to be said, but the Bible says in Colossians 4 verse 6, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how to answer every man. Where do we get that? Therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace. Mm -hmm. That's where you get it. Mm -hmm. That you might obtain mercy and grace to help in every time of need. Okay, so I like that. And I'm, I'm pausing it there because what she's saying is without help from God. You're not going to be able to do that. Without help from the the Holy Spirit, you are going to snap and you're going to bark back at someone. So that's where she, you know, come boldly to the throne of grace is is where you get it from. And grace, that gift of grace comes from God. It's not, you know, and that's a a whole podcast or maybe two, just the word grace and (laughs) what that means. But in this context, that's what she's saying. We, without assistance from God, cannot by default. Doesn't mean you'll never right. be kind on your own. But when you get, but when you get backed up into a corner, and you, I mean, and you can feel yourself that volcano is getting ready to blow. The power of that grace is going to kind of push you back down and go, no, don't do it. it not now. It's, it's a waste of time. Kind words, or just walk away, you know. Right, and yeah. and that's that's what she's saying, and I think that's very profound because what it does is it it, it here again we're gonna we're gonna go back to the bookstore, you know, all these self help mm-hmm. books. You right. can read all the books you want if they're just if you're just reading, and I hope you're I hope you're getting books on a uh, self help with topics like this that are uh, spiritually grounded for that kind of help. Now, there might be, you know, different steps and techniques to remind you or to go to to find that power to keep you from making a fool of yourself or, you know, hurting someone that, you know, otherwise doesn't need to be. Right, yeah. Yeah, so. All right. All right. Just had to get that in. And another, just, I, I love this topic, by the way, if you can't tell already. All right. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Your words reveal your feelings. That's where we get it at, at the throne of God. Don't come in timidly. What does he say? Come boldly. Running down the hill like David did, 
with his sling and those five stones running up to meet that giant. And because of anger, he pushed that helmet back and he threw it and there it went. Mm-hmm. Your words reveal your feelings. So you've got to make sure prefrontal cortex is under control so they don't all come out or they come out in a way that will bring glory to God. Mm-hmm. And in James chapter 1, I think it's verse 19, it says, Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. The fifth law states that we have a changeable brain. It's the law of adaptation. And the law of adaptation states that our brain changes depending on what it's thinking about. And I memorised this only this last week and it was, was found in the book Great Controversy, an amazing book. I'm near the end of this book. It actually gives the history of the world from the time of Jesus and looks at what's about to happen. I'm going to pause that real quickly. For you, for you Americans, that's the great controversy. I hear it referred to by South Africans, Australians, uh, uh, controversy, uh, controversy, whatever, but it's, it's the great controversy, just to let you folks know if you want to go uh, pull that book up and get a reference on this topic. Back to it. So it states that it is a law both of the... Physic, sorry, let me start again. It is a law both of the intellectual and spiritual nature that by beholding we become changed. The mind gradually adapts itself to the subject upon which it is allowed to dwell. Notice the word allowed. Mm. What are you allowing your mind to dwell on? It becomes assimilated to that which it is accustomed to love and reverence. What do you love and reverence? Because whatever you love, your mind will start to go to that. It is a law of the mind. Proverbs Proverbs, uh, 13, verse 20, I think it is, or verse 10. Proverbs 13, verse 10. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. And the other proverb is Proverbs twenty two twenty four. Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare for thy soul. Mm. Because of the law of adaptation. It is only in the last 15 years medicine has acknowledged that. And yet the Bible talked about it. They used to think we were hardwired. Now they know we're softwired. I've read a whole book on softwired. Mm-hmm. I've read whole books on neuroplasticity. Mm-hmm. We've got a changeable brain. And because we've got a changeable brain, it has the ability to grow and it has the ability to shrink. So let me give you a terrible growing scenario and a wonderful growing scenario. Have you heard the story of the fish that got, got away? Every time the story is told, what happens to the fish? It gets bigger. It gets bigger. bigger. So if you've been through a traumatic experience and you continually relate it, it Mm. can get bigger than it really is. And Mm. who would want that? But something else is happening. And Dr. Carolyn Leaf, in her book, she's a Christian psychoanalyst. 
In her book, Who Switched Off My Brain, she shows this, so I'm giving you the science now. She says, when we entertain or cherish negativity, thorns grow. These are physical thorns that grow between the dendrites. Those physical thorns have the ability to damage the tissues. There's your psychosomatic diseases. Wow. So not only will that experience get bigger than it really is, but thorns grow between the dendrites when we cherish or entertain negativity. She says a negative thought is like this. A breeze wafting through the trees. See the branches of the trees? And when it wafts through the branches of our trees, we've got, we've got a choice. Are we going to hold on to it? Mm. Or are we going to let it go? Very good. Are we going to hold on to it? Or are we going to let it go? If we hold, what does entertain mean? Come right in, stay the night, stay forever. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let it out. Let it go. And if, you know, maybe all your life you were told you're an idiot and now you're an adult and you're told you're an idiot and it's a challenge. Say, no, God counts me precious. Amen. And for the likes of me, he shed his precious blood. Just let it go. Mm -hmm. There you go. In fact, the worth of a soul is seen in the light of the cross. Well, what's a wonderful growing scenario? I've already shown you one, how you can rewire your brain. And we can be rewiring our brain right up until the day we die. We have one trillion nerve cells mm. and one nerve cell has the ability to grow 70,000 dendrites. I can hardly get my mind around that. That's, That's incredible. Every time you learn something new, another dendrite, another dendrite. And the three most powerful things to grow new dendrites are learning a musical instrument. Can you play a musical instrument? It's time. <laughs> And you know that Naomi didn't start playing the piano yesterday, did she? No. And I'm sure Nauru and Pua, you didn't start singing yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over and over. The reason why the island people sing so beautifully is because almost from birth they're singing. Isn't that right? And if every American home sang from birth, we'd have the ability to just harmonise so beautifully <laughs> like that. Practice makes perfect and practice makes permanent. Repetition is the mother of retention and repetition deepens the impression. They're sayings I've picked up in my journeys, but they all illustrate this. So learning a musical instrument, learning a new language. That's what I was going to say. Good learning on. a musical instrument, when you, learn, when you learn to read music, that's almost like another language. But the third one is memorizing the Bible. Mm -hmm. And in the little book, Steps to Christ, page 90, it says, there is nothing more calculated to strengthen the intellect than the study of the scriptures. There is no other book so potent to elevate the thoughts, vitalize the faculties than the broad ennobling truths of the Bible. If God's word was studied as it should be, men would have a breadth of mind, a nobility of character and a, and a stability of purpose rarely seen today. What did Jesus say to those Jews that believed in me? If you continue in my word, you shall be my disciples indeed and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And Psalm 119 uh, verse 111, it says, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. And Psalm, 100 and, <coughs> sorry, Psalm 40 verse 8 says, 
I delight to do thy will, O my God, yea, thy law is in my heart. And you know, the Bible talks about the heart and mind the same. And then you'll find it also in Job 22, starting at verse 21. Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto thee and receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth and lay up his words in thine heart. Lay them up there. It takes me 21 days before I've got a pathway, 60 days to get it in cement. You saw how I faulted with the last one I did. I've been, I've been going over that <laughs> 10 times a day so I could have it for you today. <laughs> I thought I haven't got 21 days or 60 days, so I'm going to cram all those days into just a couple of days, go over it and over it. And when I'm walking along that beautiful pathways in the bush, past Josh's house, through the through the gully, up through the pine forest, I'm going over it and over it. So the pine trees are getting a wonderful, a wonderful illustration of the Word of God. I think it's a tragedy that most people go through their whole life never fully accessing the full potential of their mind. Mm -hmm. We should be learning new things every single day. Amen. Every Amen. single day. Another wonderful growing scenario, and you've been experiencing it all week without realising it. In 1998, a group of scientists discovered a protein, and this protein is called the brain-derived neurotrophic factor. Brain-derived neurotrophic factor stimulates neurogenesis. What's neurogenesis? <coughs> new, new brain cells. I've got to say, a new beginning. <laughs> God is so good. What an amazing body we live in. What an amazing brain. Amen. Psalm 139 verse 14, I will praise you. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made marvellous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. And that psalmist didn't know the intricacies that we're looking at today. And there's another lovely verse that you can give to people. See, my husband was a wild bikey, a wild bikey. He had a lot of drugs, a lot of alcohol, but at the age of 21, God tapped on his shoulder. And a fearless young man that he worked with, because Michael was an atheist, and everyone that came into his workplace that was an atheist, he just threw the book at him. You see, Michael had grown up a Catholic. He wanted to be a priest. He was an altar boy. And they took them away for a weekend and all the... All the priests were drunk and laughing at his questions and he came away from there saying, there is no God. And he mm. became an atheist. That's when he became wild. Mm. I think God looked at him and thought, I could use that young man. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So this young man that worked with him named Lee, everything that Michael threw at him, he said, no, that's not true. Bible doesn't say that. He said, well, I'm a Catholic. I know, because <laughs> he said, how can a God, how can a, how can a God be a loving God and make people burn forever? And this young man said, Bible doesn't say that. <laughs> so little by little, mm. this, this man was starting to, of course, witness the word of their testimony. Michael would go to the library and he would investigate all these things to prove him wrong. He was going to prove this man wrong. But the more he investigated, the more it proved this young man was right. <laughs> and so eventually this young man said, would you like me to come and give you a Bible study? I can show you. And Michael said, yes. <laughs> well, over the weekend, Michael thought, I don't want that Bible basher in my home. 
<laughs> Michael's home was an old house that was about to be demolished. They painted the whole house black. There were Harley Davidsons in the lounge room. Drugs all over everything. Michael had greasy long hair down to his shoulders. This young man turns up with his with his suit pants and white shirt and his Bible under his arm. He had a few Bibles, one for <laughs> Michael and one for his mate. Had to just push all the drugs off the table to put the Bible down. And then this young man showed Michael Daniel chapter 2. Mm -hmm. Daniel chapter 2. Remember Daniel in the lion's den? It's the same Daniel when he was a bit younger. He was considered a wise man of Babylon. And he woke up one morning and the wise men said, we're all going to be killed tonight. And Daniel said, why? He said, well, the, the king had a dream and he wants us to tell him the dream and the interpretation, but he can't remember the dream. So we're all going to be killed. So Daniel prayed. And that night he said, Father in heaven, please show me the dream and the interpretation. And God did. So he woke up in the morning and went straight to the king and said, there is a God of heaven and God has shown me your dream. You dreamed a statue. The king said, I did. <laughs> he said, the head was gold, the breast was silver, the hips were brass, the legs were iron, and the feet were, leg and, were iron and clay. And the king said, I did. And then Daniel, he wanted this man to know. He said, and God, the God of heaven has shown me the interpretation. You are that head of gold, which Nebuchadnezzar quite liked. Mm -hmm. He said, after you will come the Medes and Persians who used a lot of silver. After that will become the Greeks and they used a lot of brass. After that is Rome. Rome ruled with a rod of iron and used a lot of iron. And then today we see the feet, which is iron and clay. That's Europe today. When Michael heard this, he was shocked. He said, this must have been written... After. After it happened. <laughs> Lee said it wasn't. So he went to the library again and he checked and checked and checked <laughs> and he found the Dead Sea Scrolls found in 1946 that proved the Bible to be correct. You know, the more he, he looked at that, the more he realised this was the truth. I love that story. I, 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 this guy reminds me of myself, and uh, only a coincidence that both, both names are Michael, uh, yeah, that's but, interesting. But the, the I when I first uh, you know not came into Christianity, uh, you know I believed a number of things, but I thought there were some things uh, as I was growing in my relationship that I that were difficult. I think to to understand and very similar that, that I heard some things that really rocked the boat for me, and I'm like, hey, that's not right. I'm going to go to the library, and I went. You know, and every time I went, I'm like, "Ooh, this sounds like it's true." Mm -hmm. And then the scriptures that were given given to me by by another uh, individual, because I was getting I was getting the truth, and then I was going to verify the truth with another individual, and they're going, "Well, here," they would tell me that's not true follow these scriptures. And I, and I got to the point where the scriptures this person gave me to disprove, I'm like, he must have gave me the wrong ones because these scriptures sound like they're proving what the person's saying. You know? <laughs> I said, How, yeah. yeah. So uh, I can relate to this story. And I, 
for me, I like that story of Daniel to to first study with someone who is new in the Word, because what it does right away, it solidifies and all and 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 I guess gives the Bible authority. Basically, it shows the Bible is accurate and true based on that one story, because that is a little history lesson as Daniel lays all of this out, and it happened in that order, date by date by date, right on down the line. And it is amazing, that that whole story. And before we close, I, the, the thing that I like about that story with, she mentioned Daniel, goes to the king. Right. And yeah. he didn't go to the king and say, I know what you want to know. Right. I got the power to no he says that he gives everything to God he says there is a God who reveals secrets right and he has given me the answer to your so right away he he just he wants the king to know where he got the answers right. from so it, yep. it's, it's yep. a powerful little story to begin a study with someone that's new in Christianity or new to study the Bible it, it is amazing I I had not heard that part of her story. I've heard a lot of her personal mm. testimony, but I've not heard that. That's pretty okay. powerful. I, yeah, I, I like that. So, and and I, also I I want our audience to understand clearly because she she's into a lot of thinking with the mind. She's she's quoting a lot of scripture, right? And knowing what she she teaches about. Your physical diet and 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 exercise, and and we can just go over the you know the eight laws of health again, which are pure with pure air, sunshine, temperance, rest, exercise, proper diet, use of water, and trust in a divine power. So to be able to do these things, even in your diet, right. you're going to it all starts in the mind because how many people start a diet even to lose ten pounds, they they don't make it. Right. Yeah. So I, I love this part of it because you're not going to be able to do a lot of this without the right mindset, uh, and and to be able to get to get that power from God to be able to do it. And we Excellent and we point. say it here yeah. all the time, don't we? Because if our motives are pure, I think God will honor that. I really do. Right. But I can tell you, there's there's an enemy that doesn't want it to happen. So Absolutely. Yeah. That's why we need uh, to fortify our minds. So. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, uh, that wraps up uh, that one, and we'll finish this up probably on the other side. Uh, We'll wrap it up uh, this particular uh, retreat that that she was. Well, not the retreat, but the uh, uh, training program that she was given at giving at this retreat. So it's a lot more to come, but. To finalize the mind uh, in the law of the mind, we should be able to do that on the next episode. All right. Okay. Well, yeah. let's. Uh, speaking of that, let's go to our Father in prayer, dear Father in heaven. Lord, we do thank you again for this opportunity to come to you openly, freely in this country. We thank you for all of those who are listening, and we also thank you with uh, the utmost uh, love and and thanks for Miss Barbara O'Neill and her staff and those people that are doing what she's doing. 
We ask for special care upon her and and those that are responsible for getting this message out. And Father, we also want to lift up our audience all throughout this fruited globe, uh, wherever they may be. Some struggling with a variety of things, and we pray that some are having success already in changing a variety of things in their day-to-day living. We lift them up to you, ask for special blessings on them, and Father, we thank you to be able to do what we're doing here on this platform. And once again, as we part ways, we ask that every intent of our thought be pure. And we pray it and ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to join us again on The Undiluted Truth. And remember, rock tumblers, with all of your might, continue to diligently seek truth. God bless you.